Hey guys, welcome to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast with me, Priscilla. And me, Jess. And me, Jibs. And today we're going to be discussing our top films of 2023, the year that has just passed. But before we get into that, there's plenty of episodes that we've really, really released that's on the feed. The lads talked to a couple of therapists about from about Love is Blind. Please listen. Hmm. That's actually hilarious I that I was watching it. Laughed <laughs> my head off. I binged Love is Blind just so I can listen to the episode because I too wanted to hear. Because I was not caught up and now I'm caught up and I needed to hear the opinion of a couple therapists. And being a former therapist was also very interesting to agree with many of the opinions <laughs> <laughs> that was said. Um, Jess and I and um, other all of all of I guess we talked about American fiction. We've talked about Maestro. We did a cheat in men episode. You know we the hate all the men. No, no, just not. That's not <laughs> happening here, man. That's not happening here, man. <laughs> we talked about Gone Girl, Sister, Sister oh, of the Heart. We also talked about Anatomy of a Fall in May, December. We they analyzed Mister Mister Queens. Smith. Exactly. We talked about the. <laughs> oh, dear me. There's episodes of the top 10 TV shows of 2023, the most anticipated shows of 2024, and more. So go on the feed and have a listen after this episode. Yes. Now, I'll explain how the rules of this top ranking will go. Each one of us will say, we'll go from fifth to first of our favourite films. I'll say my fifth one, then Jess will, then Jibs will. We'll talk about each one. Then I'll do my fourth, Jess will, then Jibs will. Same with third, second and first. And then Jibs has got an Excel spreadsheet. This is how dedicated he is to Actual the podcasting here, baby. game. So we do. We appreciate it. The we Jordan Belfort spreadsheets. No scamming. He this is, is going what? to... Wait, 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 wait. No scamming? Wait, what? <laughs> I said you're the Jordan Belfort of the spreadsheets, but you're gonna have no time in here. I don't know about that second bit, but yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> not you say fraud boy. <laughs> and he's gonna keep a tally. Well, not a tally. He said non tally. He's gonna keep a point score. And obviously, the films that come up the most times, obviously, will be our top film of 2023. So let's kick this can down the roads. Yeah, so I think the way we're going to be doing it is, I think we're going to be presenting our top five films. I guess we could also do like notable mentions as well for the ones that didn't make. Yeah, we can do our. our list. Yeah, whereas you're doing your fifth choice, we'll do notable mentions. Yeah, and um, obviously the way it works is the fifth choice would be one point and going all the way up to the first, which would be five points, and I'll tally it up. And yeah, I guess we can review it after. So. If uh, actually, it's also for the listeners as well. Where if they hate us, they could literally send us like hate ah, ah, um, okay, 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 messages. Okay, okay, tell okay, us to okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. Go okay. and also go and go. <laughs> okay. But yeah, want to see one also? Um, you know, it'd be good to like see what you guys think about the lists when eventually comes out. When we present all our options on, you know, the full list plus um, what you guys' list is as well. So yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, I'll start with... Uh, let's go. Let me do my notable mentions. I want people to don't clutch your pearls. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you doing the notable I'll do my notables then. First. I'll do my notables and I'll go my fifth. Because I know people are going to clutch their pearls. I am sorry, Ryan Gosling. I, your performance alone was going to let me put you there. But I, I, could, I couldn't realistically. 
because you know things have to be done so barbie i'm sorry you missed out keanu it's so funny I'm how like you're apologizing to the man in barbie what's going no, on i'm right? sorry mm-hmm. I'm, is, is you're part of the problem what is going no, on? i don't care right <laughs> it's called hillary if clinton the man, if the man was the best performer in the film they call me a, call me a misogynist well hillary clinton doesn't think that so you know Oh, who cares about Hillary Clinton? If we asked her about Libya, she will start. Yeah, let me not go into Hillary Clinton. Uh, <laughs> talk about hostels in her bag to get black votes. If I talk about that woman, I won't stop. So let me let me keep quiet. Uh, so Barbie, I'm sorry. You know, Margot, Greta, sister, sorry. Keanu, I'm sorry. Simu? No one cares about him, man. Shooty, <laughs> my Randy's babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> The rest of them is cool. Um, who else? Keanu, I'm sorry. John Wick was one of my favorite movies ever, but it just, it literally just missed out. It just missed out. Very just. It was genuinely one of my favorite action movies I've seen in a long time, and it just missed out. My other notable mention is Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, this one really pained me because I love that movie, but you know, things have to be done. You know, things have to be done. But I'll go with my fifth choice. My fifth movie that I loved in the hearts was Rye Lane. I okay. loved Rye Lane. Mm-hmm. It it was it was giving rom com. It was giving me Black British love. It, you know, it was fantastic. And then I did you see the the people who were in it in the movie? The little nods. Like big, big, big movie stars, big movie stars were in this. No, it was fantastic. Obviously, I'm biased because you know my main dog from um, what you call it from now the now the show's out of my head. Oh, industry, yeah, isn't it? industry, yeah. My dog. That's popcorn. That's popcorn for dinner. Popcorn for dinner. Um, podcast favorite over here. Oh, Friends I of the show. love industry. Love industry, and of course. The man of my heart, man of my dreams, my Mr. Darcy. Both in Pride and Prejudice and in Bridget Jones, Colin Firth appears. Colin. When mm. I saw Colin, I screamed in the cinema, I'm telling you right now. The every man was, the, the every man was booing <laughs> when I saw that man. <laughs> but honestly, it was such a good movie. I keep recommending it to everyone. If they, if you've not watched a rom-com in a while, that's, it's always set it up in this because this was, phenomenal this cast is wild i'm seeing michael dapper i'm seeing mm. levi roots <laughs> <laughs> that's millionaire levi roots i'm seeing munia chihuahua exactly I'm seeing, even I'm seeing vivian. gaz from geordie shaw what let the hell me, is going on let me even say vivian. <laughs> this must be a good film <laughs> what film is right lane it was so good and let me say vivian will be a star that's a star in the making a beautiful babe as well but that's a star I can't wait. I'm so oh, Was happy. that the girl from Sex Education? No, 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 oh, no. I think that's somebody else. Someone else. Similar name, similar sounding surname, I think you're thinking of. But um, Vivian, I was so happy when she was nominated for E.E. Rising Star. Fortunate that she lost, but of course who she lost it to was also my sister from Tracy Beaker. But um, I think she's going to be a huge star, you know, and, you know, David is David. I love, I love him. Incredible actor. One of the most underrated actors on the industry as well, actually, to be fair. So that is my fifth choice of my notable adventures. Ryan Gosling, I'm apologising again because I'm just came really slaps. Christmas <laughs> version and normal version. I'm apologising again. <laughs> okay, Jess. 
So for my number five, I actually put Barbie there. Oh, let's talk about it. I think it's mainly for the sake of the marketing around it, like the excitement that that all brought. I don't think cinema man has been marketed the way that Barbie. (laughs) Like you went on Google, everything was pink. People planned to go to the cinema in pink. Oh, the film didn't really give. (laughs) Yeah, we like what happens around it even before we get into the film. If you just said, so I appreciate it. if you said it was in your top five <laughs> for like the comedic side, I would be like, fair, that's the, the, the promo. <laughs> yeah, because everybody, I just feel like I've never seen people hyped up for a film like that in, in like, well, I'm trying to, what's the last film that people were hyped up like that for? It's quite interesting you say that because it definitely, obviously, the Barbin, the Barbenheimer, kind of a lot of Barbie as well, was, you know, this was like the first major. Movie blockbuster event. movie since covid so i mean to say safe cinema or a resurrected cinemas is not a you know i don't think it's a strong f- i mean what's that dumb sydney sweeney movie that came out the other day that made 200 million that made 200 million well that's totally pretty one no 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 the um anything is it anyone but, anyone but you i don't anyone think but you. i don't think it resurrected cinema i think top Gun, top gun maverick did but i think it changed i think it's the first film since covid that had the end game effect yeah and it's like i don't think that movie um glenn pa- was anyone but f- anyone but you right i don't think it would i don't if that came out before barbie i don't think that would have made a lot of money in my opinion so i think yeah i think that was like a massive there was a re- residual effect from that film where people are like do you know what cinemas aren't that bad you know so they're all going back and it was a good film. Like I think when the first developments were coming out, Bankley sent me the the um, you know the variety article about a girl who's working on a adaptation. I was like, what? This is either going to be one of the best movies of the year, one of the, like the worst things I've ever seen. And you kind of think, Greta Gerwig, obviously this is going to be a good film. So I've started seeing the names involved, Margot Robbie's production, and you kind of think you hope they land this. You heard, you don't know where this is going to go, but you hope they land it, and they did. So I guess. It's, you know... Being, yeah, it, she landed it, most of what she needed to land in. I mean, it made a lot of money. It was a good film. I mean, we've seen bad films, haven't we? And I think we can kind of all agree it was a good film, though, can't we? I think it kind of helped that people didn't know what was really going to happen in the film from the trailer. It, exactly. That, that was good. Yeah, that was a good thing. So I think that probably like forced people to go to the cinema and see what the film was like. Mm-hmm. I've stopped watching trailers. I only watch trailers for certain movies. Like I yeah. watched the June trailer because I knew Denny was never gonna reveal anything because that first trailer revealed nothing. Like I watched the first the June part two trailer, oh magnificent trailer, and it revealed diddly score. I know obviously I know what's gonna happen. It reveals nothing. You get nothing out of it. <laughs> you actually don't know what's gonna if you've never read it or seen or know what's gonna happen next, that trailer gives you nothing away. That's what I mean by a perfect trailer. Don't give everything. And when I think Greta did it amazing with Barbie because we're all sort of on tender hooks wondering how was she going to, like what the roles that the Kens are going to play, like how is this going to be? You know, Ryan Gosling was seen as really comedic, but obviously we didn't know, was he going to make a heel turn or was he not? So yeah, Jess, I think you're absolutely right. And Jibs, I think she she got an eight, seven and a half, eight out of 10 movie the, crit- the critiques out of the film are very like yeah like very minor like specific things 
but it's a generally good movie. I think I'm just judging her up against herself because Little Woman for me is perfect book adaptation made into a movie. So that is the standard I'm judging her on. Um, but <clears throat> I think you're bang on, Jess. I think it's perfectly right for it to be in the top five. It's probably going to be probably one of the best movies in the twenty in the twenty twenties. And probably on mm. this side, probably in terms of impact, not about the content of the movie. I mean, when okay, we think okay. of like <laughs> <Yeah>. an impact <laughs> a movie's had, I think Top Gun Maverick in terms of how we say cinema post COVID. I think Endgame. Glenn I Powell. Think it, is Glenn Powell the new? Is he? Is he? Is he's he next? New, he's the new. He's the new. Yeah, he's he's next. But I think what saved the movie was Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think Glenn yeah, Powell but... was nice. But <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was, it was Tom Cruise man. doesn't see it. Actually, I was going to spoil it for everyone, but um, anyway, my number five, it's, meant, it's funny you mentioned Rylan because my number five is kind of like another ROM and it's a movie called Past Lives. Oh, that's your, fi- your fifth? That is my fifth, which is sort of like We're a plot twist <laughs> to our listeners. Cause now that is I don't not know my, what you're going to say. That That is not my kind of movie at all. I um, love that movie. But like, I don't know, man, you know that phrase, um, how so, like a movie will do, like, touched you do you know what I mean like I was like wow mm. this especially the end that end was so mm. I mean that's kind of what movies are for isn't it and is that kind of rom-com where I mean yes. rom-com is it a com rom rom-drama I guess and romance. I think the best romance. <laughs> romance yeah I feel like it's one of those I mean romance films can be good but most of the time they're bad because they normally like coms as well but I feel the thing. Um, the best films or romance films are the ones where, in my opinion, um, let's say they go into directions. Let's say they either end up together, they don't end up, um, they don't end up together. If they don't end up together, it's like why didn't they end up together? What are the reasons? And I think the best films are the ones where the reasons why they don't end up together are kind of beyond their control. Like I think most of the time, it normally happens when like war happens, for example, where. Or the guy had to be drafted, um, and he had to go. And uh, I think is, is that what atonement is? Is that that's what atonement is about, or some shit like that? But um, you also have all these sort of films like um, is it um, Five Hundred Days of Summer? That's another rom com film, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. And I mean, out of all the bad rom coms, this that's kind of one that I actually really appreciate and really like. And I felt this one was just really like, what's the reason why they can't be together? Basically, because she moved away when when she was young and they've grown up in different countries and she met somebody else and that's it. And I don't know, man, I just feel like Phil just said a lot about growing up, you know, who you once were, who you are now, trying to reconcile both of these stages of life together. And obviously I think the end is, I mean, I've spoken about the end a lot, but that really, I was like, damn, this is, I just had to like sit for like five minutes and just like think about shit. So yeah, that was yeah. That's I'm glad it kind of got it to do this year in the norms in the in the um in the Oscars because there's the sort of films that I usually get sidetracked. But really, really good film. Um, Greta Lee, really good performance. Um, yeah, I think she was nominated as well, wasn't she? So that's my number five. Nice um, choice. It, obviously, I think it beat out. It just beat out. Who were your notable mentions? Who did it just beat out? Um, the Holdovers and Asteroid City. Wes Anderson. Ooh. Oh, Asteroid City. Yeah, those are two good films. Yeah, those two, those two films. 
Shout Jess, who are your two? My two honourable mentions? Mm-hmm. I just feel like the ones that my honourable mentions actually fell into 2024. So like, oh, oh, fair. 2024. Yeah. Adam Webb? <laughs> oh, yeah. So maybe next year. <laughs> you actually want me to punch you through the screen you know Madam Webb yeah I feel like everything that's been coming out of that film is like whatever you think about this film it's fucking don't worse don't spend like... your money watching it please guys stop giving it to FOMO leave it alone I gave in and now look I'm, I'm angry <laughs> do you know the funny thing is like if we're I mean would you call us professional we're not professionals right but if, if we're like a professional like for a critics, for example, we literally have to go pay watch that movie. Do you know what I mean? Yay! To actually review. <laughs> so it's, it's, so these days I sort of appreciate like <laughs> I guess I'm not a professional critic because imagine wasting hours of your life that you can't get to back watch to that. watch a film like that. Yeah. You know what? I love a good bad movie. Morbius was that. You know, it was a good bad movie. I enjoyed Matt Smith. That was not good. I think what's a good bad movie? It's because um, it's because it's because of Matt Smith, not for anything Jared Leto was doing. The the first hour of the film, Matt Smith was just doing whatever Matt Smith was doing. I, Black I enjoyed. Adam. That's the film. Oh, that's that was terrible. I hate every minute of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just I just want to have a little bit of a good time. Do you know I mean, give me something because at least with Morbius, I had Matt Smith. I had something to hold on to. <laughs> I had nothing to hold on to here, but very good. Very I think good the more time, the more time that's gone by, I think I've kind of appreciated poor things a bit more. Because <laughs> um, initially, I kind of like it was too weird for me. Then my, I'm just, it's quite like it's quite an interesting concept, and obviously the themes behind that film are quite interesting as well. And it's one of those films that's sort of grown on me. Um, yeah, don't know. Mm. Yeah, I guess it was good that it was just like completely different to the ordinary most things that have been out yeah i know it was adapted from a book right but i just like when the books very good as well i like when like can i run for a bit in two on. minutes all these um bios right um uh, adaptations from like biographies and things based on real people i am sick and tired of all of that shit i was going to save it for like the next episode but i'm not going to do that anymore every single oscars winner or so has been like based on like some real guy or something and it is driving me nuts that like how we can't really separate like it i think the problem is like there's always has to be like that comparison between or that um gauge of how going to measure performance you know how you know the way people measure performances is like how close was it to the real person that's how people are able to like analyze how good or bad of performance is which is kind of why you see all these like what's the guy that won for bohemian rhapsody um what's his face rami malek, rami malek right and i'm just a bit like no <laughs> or yeah none of like i don't really like that <laughs> but yeah we need to kind of have like there should be like a threshold on like or a cap on how many bios we can have every year because it's getting too much I know. I think if for a biopic movie, Bradley Cooper, I'm talking to you as well. I think I don't mind a biopic depending on how it's like. I I can't sit here and say I don't love Ray Charles, Jamie Foxx's Ray Charles movie. Love that movie. Mm. Um, um, Nolan's Oppenheimer. Then you've got um, I don't know if you call classify. Kid is a flower. Is it, is it a vibe? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some buys are actually quite. It interesting. depends on how it's. It depends on how it's done. That's my thing. I don't like it when it's done 
we'll talk about my feelings about Bradley Cooper later. I keep, talk, yeah. I keep hate talking <laughs> that man. <laughs> like but, Social um, Network is like one of the best films of all time. Yeah, that's it. it. That's what I was leading to. I was based on a book, but it's a bio. If it's a, if it, it, the bio has to be done well, like Zodiac or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's got to be done in a way that, do you know what I mean? Or what about, what happened to original stories? You know, I what happened to taking risks? I think risks? people are just like, their writing is just, they are there. I think it just, no, de- they're like, there. It's people decreases. don't like music it. as well. I think the issue is with both things, they're there, but people don't do it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like mm. all of these original artists, like that girl, what's her name? Rachel. She just went viral over one person tweeting about her indie music. But she's been really, I've been watching her, listen to her music for a while. But thankfully, she just came up on my Spotify radio. Do Rachel, you know what I mean? gatekeeping or something? Gatekeeping on podcasts? No, I, I'll tweet, I'll Instagram post it. Like I do everything. Oh. Like they, sometimes it just takes a moment, like past lives and Parasite and all these movies becoming the movies that they come from word of mouth. It's just from people watching the things and they are there. People aren't just watching enough of it. I guess people I like watching what they know. So it's like, oh, it's I need safer. Freddie Mercury. And it's like, yeah. Plus, everyone's been dying for a Queen biopic because Freddie Mercury's probably one of the most interesting people to ever live. And he's probably the most fascinating person you can ever do a story about. The issue I always have about Freddie Mercury, it's got to be done. Like, I loved Rocket Man. It's brilliant, but it was done with Elton John there. Whereas Freddie's not alive to tell his tale and tell their tale. So that's where I got a bit uncut. I didn't mind a biopic about Queen because obviously, the, you know, the boy, the, the other guys can fill in, you know. Brian and... Brian um, and Roger and all those guys can fill in. Roger yeah, and they, they can fill in. But I don't know. I think it wasn't... Uh, you know, I have many feelings about the whole Queen biopic thing. Has anyone the seen the Bob Marley movie? That, yeah, that movie is Kingsley's very good. The movie's a six out of ten because of Kingsley. Love. Well, because of Kingsley. <laughs> Kingsley's the only good thing in that movie. fucking trash. No. Like, the person said it, it's fucking no, it's trash. A, and I was like, a, okay. It's a rubbish movie, but Kingsley is the renowned thing that comes out of it. Kingsley's brilliant. He's phenomenal on it. <laughs> it's actually, I'm actually so offended. Is I'd that? love to Jamaican, like ac- uh, Jamaican accent, but I don't want to. No, please, let's yeah. not do that, man. Yeah, I feel like it's just one of those things where, regardless of anywhere, anywhere in the world that you go to, like if you do a Congolese person, they don't and they don't have a, like an accent. Don't tell Leo, Leo like, DiCaprio oh, that. Yeah, because <laughs> people were like the diamond. It's like it's for pe- it's for people that eat at Turtle Bay. Because Kingsley Toby, was Toby Kingsley was there. phenomenal. Like, he deserved to be in a better film than he was in. Do you know what I mean? That's the way I feel about <laughs> the movie. But let's move on to our... Because we'll be here forever. How dare you insult yeah, Turtle four. Bay? Number... I can't, I can't believe Turtle Bay. What a nasty place. Um, my <laughs> Make cocktails. No. Cocktails are great. Jesse, you make me sick, man. Um, <laughs> I can't even lie because I had the cocktails with you there. <laughs> um... My fourth choice um, was a film that came out fairly recently. I'd say, actually, I don't know. This, did this film come out? Oh, this came out very recently. Oh, I can't even pick that. I've now have to switch. Um, oh, can you not? I was going to do All of Us Are Strangers, but I can't do that movie. Because <laughs> um, that came out very recently. 
I think my next movie will probably... Hmm, I've got two in my head. I think I'm going to put Mission Impossible there. Okay. Ooh, that's exactly the same with me. I think it was phenomenal. It is, I told you before we started this, it's very unlucky. He's very unlucky, Tom Cruise, that this came out around the same time as the Barbieheimer freak show thing that happened. Very unlucky. I think if he just came just before it or just after it, he would have had a hit. But it's a good movie. Please, if you have not watched it, please watch it. Why it's didn't he move I, it? I yeah, think you're right, actually, because I even forgot about it. He's very, very stubborn. And plus, I don't think he wants to be seen as the Tom Cruise moving his date because of Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's Tom Cruise, you know what I mean? But I think he should have still moved it. Um, but the mo- it doesn't stop the movie from being phenomenal. Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise jumping off a fucking cliff with a motorbike. Like, I couldn't man. believe what I was do- I can't believe what I was watching. Rebecca Ferguson, that's my sister. You know, that's my mother actually. To be honest, because of you know June, <laughs> that's that's my mother, <laughs> and I love her dearly. If I ever met her, I'd cry. That's a good woman. <laughs> that's a good woman. <laughs> that end of that music pisses me off every time I think about it. Like, why did it? Not my sister, but I don't want to spoil it in case other people have seen not seen it. But he jumped off. Isn't it a bit late now? I saw like film is like. I don't know. I get so I am so used to talking about movies and not spoiling it. Let me talk. Uh What happened with my sister? There, she better not be dead. I'm not accepting that answer. If she's not dead, I'm literally just going to walk out of the screening room. Like she can't be dead. (laughs) She has to be. If she resurrects, I'll be fine. Let that she has to be dead. I, I cannot that, no, we're not Fast and Furious, man. This is this is actually a proper franchise. No, 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 no. That's the only time I ever accept it. Because not my mother, not like that. Not like that. I walked out the cinema and I was rattled. My head was. No one had Fast Ten on their top five list. Absolutely not. No. Honorable I respect myself. Gosh, 2023 was a while back, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. God. But I, I have it straight there. Jess, what was your fourth? Sorry, before yeah, you, before you exactly carry on, are we doing UK release dates? Yes. Damn. Well, that's thrown... No, that's why I missed that on mine. That's thrown a spanner in the works, hasn't it? That's my... I was going to... I'll preface. My fourth choice was going to be All of Us Are Strangers. But that came out... I feel like in 2024 completely yeah i know but it came up very early in the state november 2023 and i basically thought in my head oh it came out tw- late 2023 that's when i watched it oh to put it there but of, can we pretend it? like we're american and then we can get all the release okay dates. if we're pretending we're american forget uk release dates forget what i said about mission impossible that's my notebook okay. mention number four all of us are strangers haven't seen <laughs> it that is a phenomenal movie I am very upset that Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott are missing out on what would have been a phenomenal award season for them. I think Andrew Scott's very unlucky that he had Kibi Killy in that same year doing that performance, another Irish brother of his doing that performance because he was just, ah, <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I don't want to spoil it for you, Jiz, but essentially it's one of the most heartbreaking movies I have ever watched in a long time. I was crying at the end of that movie. I was like, damn. I feel like you cry after most films. No, this was sad though. I usually like tear up. I don't cry. 
I don't cry. Like, I, I tear up. Like, Barbie, I was tearing up. I wasn't crying. But like, this one was actually crying. I thought, right, damn. Like, it's <laughs> sad. And Paul Mescal, he's a victim of his own success, I think, in this. Because we should be talking about how phenomenal he's been in this movie. But I think because he was so good in all these previous projects that he's sort of got under the radar for this. But in any other year, he'd, he'd be in a supporting actor category for an Oscar for his performance in this. He's, he's that good. Mm. and i'm intrigued to see what he does in gladiator and i'm excited to see him shirtless so moving on <laughs> jess you're fourth yeah my number four was your previous number four mission impossible i just love the scenes on and the fact that tom cruise is still god even though he gets like a lot of you know stick he's, he's still got i it. feel like he, he's been amazing and he's still i feel like he's still that guy he, he respects cinema man and for that he is always the goat remember that time was it during covid where he literally went ape shit on some guy for not like wearing a mask or something because it was going to like yeah, delay which is something for another three months and i was like yeah mate tom cruise don't fuck around man this guy is you know cinema words is Scorsese himself but yeah good film fun films just um you know up in the stakes obviously the catchy theme song as well tom cruise doing tom cruise stuff um simon pegg Thing Rames, all the just everyone there, all the everyone back there, all the gang back there as well. So I mean, I mean, you kind of brought it up about the release dates. I don't know. I guess it's just unlucky. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that finances work. Where like if you move it back, it might cost a bit more or something. I think the cost of it would have been a lot. Yeah, because it might you're delaying revenue or something, aren't you? Yeah. Plus, it was already and affected by COVID as well, so. Yeah, so you may as well just release it, take the loss, knowing that the part two is going to have people clamouring for it. Is part two coming out this year? Uh, Please say yes. (laughs) I think it's 2025. Yeah. We can wait. At least Deadpool's out this year, right? Yeah. Deadpool? Yeah. Yes. We've got something to hold us. (laughs) But that's... that's, I like Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. That's a good number four. Then, uh, Jess, not Jess, uh, Jibs, what was your fourth choice? So mine is Killers of the Farm Moon. Oh, nice. Okay. What made you pick Ooh. that? Um, obviously it's a really good film. Um, Scorsese, you know, slut, slag. What's the right word? Fan. Fan is the right word. Yeah, that and... was the word I hope you're going <laughs> to use. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just everything that he's done is just kind of up my street. So, you know, when you sort of read the publications and the releases that he's teaming up with his old boy, uh, Bobby, and his new boy, Leo, and just like, this is going to be a classic, man. And obviously, you know how Scorsese is always, bit, not bitches, but he always talks about how Marvel films are destroying cinema, and it comes back and just brings us this banger. Just really appreciate it, man. Obviously, he also tells a story about um the Osei tribe which not a lot of people are quite familiar with I really wasn't familiar with it at all so it was quite good being you know informed about the murders which I never really heard about before and just you know really good performances um obviously um Lily Gladstone might win the Oscar for best actress um Robert De Niro was really good as well and slimy guy and obviously Leah I think I don't know Leah's been getting quite a bit of um 
not stick, but people have kind of thought that Leah was like the worst out of the three, which is obviously. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I mean, I'm gonna go on a rant. Sorry, Jibs. There is something quite talented about playing a loser the way Leo did. That is not <laughs> easy. I'm a loser. I actually respected him more as an actor following that movie than I ever did before. Because I was like, this is very, very phenomenal, understated acting, but you're playing a man I hate. Because I hated Robert De Niro's character for a different, complete reason. He was just overtly evil. Whereas Leo was just... Controlling, yeah. You could see a man like that in the real world. It was making me... Every time I see Leo, I actually hate him. He's changed the way I view him now. More than the Django (laughs) real role did. Because you see a white man like that in your workplace. Or as your encounter. <laughs> I'm sorry, you see more like white happens. men. Like, not in the like, workplace, but you know, you see them sort of men about. And it's <laughs> so perfectly portrayed. So I didn't need to write because he was not the worst. Actually, I don't know. There were sometimes I thought, I think De Niro for me was the star of the movie. Him and mm. Lily are fighting. You didn't give a damn about anybody, you're right. But Leo, to be third best in that movie, that's no slight on anyone. But no, even then, it's I mean, not, still a high not, bar. Yeah, and it's not a slight. It's not even like a. They were mad. They were phenomenally better than him. It, it was. It, I think the issue that people have is when someone has a more showy role. Mm-hmm. It's easier to think. Like for example, we'll talk about this. Archie, I'll talk about this when I talk about the movie. But there's a particular person who acted their role in the movie very well, despite not giving a showy thing. But I will let you continue, Jeb. So I need to put that out there because you will disrespect <laughs> that Italian American man, not under my watch. <laughs> Absolutely not. And it's also I don't know. It's just a. Uh, I mean, Scorsese is just sort of like one of, probably one of my favorite directors, second favorite, third favorite, top three directors of all time. So I just felt like I just had to had to Pretty appreciate nice. him on my list. I mean, he put a good film. Um, you know educated us and entertained us as well so just have to put him on there and i don't know it's sort of like my kind of film as well in terms of um it's like a thriller like a whodunit but you kind of know who's done it and it's kind of mm. people trying to figure out who's doing it plus people trying to capture them out so i mean there's also that kind of dynamic that's happening so sort of also keeps you on your kind of on your toes as well but i mean follow up might have been a little bit too long sometimes but um yeah, still did it for me. That's why it's on my number four. So that's Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, my third. So my third is the film that Jibs has just talked about, <laughs> which is uh, the amazing Killers of the Flower Moon. I'll probably lean away from what Jibs will work because I completely agree with everything he said and I don't want to sound like a parrot. I'll probably go into Robert De Niro, who, Jesus Christ, uh, every time I think he can't get better, he gets better. My favorite, I, my favorite role of his is Taxi, and this was really fighting with Taxi. He was really fighting with Taxi. Taxi Driver. Yeah, Taxi Driver. Yeah, Taxi Driver is my favorite Robert De Niro role. He's never topped it in Raging my Bull, eyes. Raging Man, come on. Uh my boyfriend would say that film, but I, I honestly, I just, I have Taxi Driver's number one. Probably it's because it's my favorite movie and it has my favorite scene ever in a movie. But um, Taxi Driver's my number well, one. Well, the cinema scene. Yeah, in the in the diet with the, over the table. Yeah, man. That's what movies are for. <laughs> that um, is what movies are for. But, <laughs> but I think he was, 
I've what he did in this movie cannot be understated. I've never hated a man. When he that you know he has that scene when he's talking to um Leo's cat Ernest and he tells Ernest like no one will care about these people. Mm. I wanted to shake him. He <laughs> 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 said that was such an evil even evilness with a canality for life. <laughs> that Honestly. I I wanted him to die. Not him, not De Niro, God forbid. <laughs> but his character, never De Niro. That's my that's my swirler. The man is populating mixed race people everywhere. Um, but <laughs> I wanted his character to die. And I, I, I had to, and obviously Scorsese, top two for me, love him. That's my gramps. Love a small man. Love his daughter even more. Love the fact he's got letterbox. But yeah, that's my third. Jess? My third is a film that you really liked a lot as well, and that will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did that come out in 2023? Yeah, I'm sure we reviewed oh it. Oh my God. Yeah, 2020, yeah, 2023. Jesus Christ. I think it was like at this. This has changed everything. Was it? <laughs> was it a- April, May? Yes, time? you're right. You, you're right. Yes. Yeah, I just really enjoyed okay. watching the film. I just feel like it had everything. It just had like the emotion talking about Rocket's story and seeing where he came from. Mm. And <laughs> did you completely forget to like add it to your list? Twenty twenty two. We literally spoke about it <laughs> on the podcast. The start of last year is a blur. To me, I'm sorry. Yeah, true. I don't remember. It actually is. Anything, anything before May, I don't remember. And then obviously just like the switch between, obviously, Quill. Are we allowed to spoil yeah, it? Yeah, spoil it, man. I mean... Go on. Obviously, leaving the Guardians, Rocket becoming the new captain, the soundtrack in the end. Just seeing everybody again. What a good movie. I feel like that's probably like my favourite. It was definitely my favourite. Yeah. Also, Marvel film, or think Marvel, because they have a million things now, don't they? Of last year as well. Oh, wow. That's, oh, Jess, you changed my life for that one. <laughs> oh. I generally thought it was going to be like higher up in your list. I think now it is. We're <laughs> taking out my number two now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's going to have to be like your honorable mention. No, it's, it's not. It's, oh, no, I can't lodge up my number two. Can they really be your number two? I'll, I'll do half half <laughs> let me solve my dilemma Jim, no, you go for your third my third <laughs> is a film called Zone of Interest by Jonathan Glazer wow what That's a good movie. I mean that is a great movie in the sense that like it's not very it's like Marmite like Kanye it's either like you are going to like or hate it mm. when you watch it and I feel in terms of what it tried or what it tried to do what it did try to do i was quite um gobsmacked and really appreciative of the work that went into it obviously the sound design is incredible the sound is literally part it's like a character's part of the story i was talking to um one of our colleagues who really hated the film i'm not going to mention his name oh uh, yeah i know okay. who you're talking about they but, told me the same but um yeah, and I don't know, I kind of watching it, I was like, this is quite interesting. I feel with time, just, you know, it's about, you know, uh, 
obviously the banality of evil that's mentioned a lot of times, but it's also about um, you know, being silent and compliance the right word. And obviously not speaking up and just kind of living in society when evil shit is happening and what it says about us. Um, yeah, just a really um really dark film as well. <laughs> really, really dark, really, really it just one on a one of those films that just sort of makes you think about damn, people are really <laughs> yeah, life, people are really evil. What shit does to people to make them evil in the first place? And there's there's also a story there by class as well. Um obviously, you know, racism, genocide, all that kind of stuff, all packed in one with, um, I think the thing about the movie was like, there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a plot, which is quite weird to say when you're talking about, you know, the concept of film, there wasn't like a set plot. It was just, it was kind of like Big Brother. Just, you're just watching it, things happen. Just watching things happen. Just took place next to, you know, Auschwitz, which was, I mean, just saying that sentence is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. When you listen to it out loud. But just a really, really good film, really, really great achievement. I think it's the best film. I actually think it's the best film by 2023 by not by a mile, but it's by some distance. But it's I don't think it's very rewatchable. I think it's sort of a rewatch kind of, you know, twice and kind of like, wow, that's great. But obviously you won't feel good watching it. It's sort of like Schindler's it's like Cinder's list. I've never watched that movie since the second time I've seen it and I don't plan to. Yeah, of how harrowing it is. It's ha- yeah, I'm gonna sound really kind of blunt now, but I think even Shinnas just leaves you with a there's a beacon of hope at the end, where when you know, he vomits. No, was it? <laughs> the worst bit where he's like, I could have saved more, but he saved a lot of people, and it's like he could have saved more, and there's like that. I think this just ends. It's just bleak. This, I like, it's just like that. I think there's like a couple of shots and scenes where. Don't want to spoil it for people. If, if can even consider it spoiling, but where you know, kind of gets to a resolution, but it just ends. It just that's what happened. Kind of all no no what happened uh, you know, at the end of the war, but still quite bleak. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my number three. That's a very good shot. Very good shot. And I think very quickly linked directly to how we're all viewing what's going on in Gaza and Sudan and Congo as well and our viewings of all these genocides and how, you know, of course, the director, I think, obviously has spoke about how it directly links to Gaza and all these genocides as well. Yeah, so yeah. It's very good choice. Very good choice. A very good movie if you've not watched it. Yeah, if I think it's just, just come out, if you've not watched it. Yeah, it's come out recently. So it's been a lot more um, cinemas now. So go Defo watch it. It might not be a cup of tea. And you'll definitely understand it when I say, when I mention the importance of sound. Mm. it's really really it's like its own character it's like its own thing so uh yeah we have a good shout zone of interest so my number two i'm sorry guardians i i was really gonna put it as my number two but this movie's too perfect it's too perfect i can't anatomy of a fall is my number two. Ooh, oh i'm intrigued to hear what your number one is now my number one is obvious man um yeah but anatomy of Four. That is the best screenplay of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. The loyal scenes, ah, it was really tickling the inner judge, Judy and me. And <laughs> I just think the concept in the movie... Did you see his drip? The lawyer drip? Oh, mate. <laughs> like, the concept of the entire movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Sandra, in another life, would win an Oscar. In another life. I th- <laughs> yeah. I've got... I think she... I think 
I think she should win. <laughs> she should. I'm not gonna lie. No, if I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> if Lily was not there, I would want her to win it. But like Emma Stone or Glass, I'm like. Oh. I just ah, there's just Sandra <laughs> was just oh. Let me let me not talk about it too much. But I just love everything. I love the dog. Now they the find dog. out the dog should win an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Messi should win an Oscar. But honestly, I think the movie is the perfect screenplay. I think anyone who's into screenplay or wants to write needs to read that screenplay. That is how you write. Because I think there's one thing when an actor's a good actor and is able to act out a good screenplay, but I don't think we, we don't give screenplay writers and writers good and enough credit mm-hmm. to produce that work for the actor to use. It was phenomenal. It's, I watched a video when you just see the screenplay, obviously Sandra's acting out the scene when she confronts um, her, her husband. Yeah. You know, her children yeah, and her husband. And just the, the conversation around, oh, it's just, the writing was just, wow, the lawyer scenes were just, everything was perfect. I, I would not change an absolute thing in that movie. I'm, Justine obviously has won a Cesar Award. Yeah. yeah. She's won her awards now. Because Macron's a coward again, she won't win. <laughs> she won't win the international film award, but she probably will win original screenplay. I think. I think I I cannot see anyone beating her. Um, but yeah, Jess, number two. Yes, my number two was a film that you guys have both mentioned, and that is Killers of the Flower Moon. As I said when we were like recording it earlier last year, just about the. Osage Tribe, it was great to be able to hear about a different story that people don't really talk about as well, because it's usually you hear about stories about other groups that we've heard of. Mm. And then I never personally heard of them before. Like the film. (laughs) We're going to cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just good to like go into a different type, a different part of history and then hearing their story and what happened to them as well. Mm. Because they're just like people that have now just kind of been like forgotten in a way. Yeah. So yeah, let everybody tell their story. And I felt like it was, even though it was like over three hours, it was, I just felt like it was done right. Because there's times where a film is just like too long. It's like, oh, we could break this down into two parts or something. Or a TV like series just... on Netflix <laughs> or HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like everything just went together, really. There wasn't really a point where I was just like, Oh, it's really boring or switched off at any time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was the yeah. perfect three-hour film. Even though I know there's people that are going to say there's better ones, but <laughs> we'll go into that one very soon, I can imagine. I guess there's, like, something important about, like, I guess that's the beauty of filmmaking. It's, like, what the Oscars want us to say about how, I mean, it obviously allows us to, like, tell stories that we wouldn't hear normally. Like, for example, I think, was it Watchmen that I watched and they were speaking about the Tulsa race massacre that literally, I think it was like, supposed to be like the Black Wall Street or something and white racist and KKK people obviously like burnt the entire thing down, um, killed a lot of people and that literally you know, set black people back, you know, centuries. And because of that, I wouldn't have known I guess it's sort of the same thing for here, where like you have the Osage murders. I mean, at the end, these guys went to jail for like two years and got out right, didn't they? Mm. Good old, <laughs> good old American justice, man. Look at that, <laughs> just beautiful stuff. But um, yeah, <sighs> crazy. 
Sean, number two. I'm intrigued to hear this actually now. Um, my number two is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I think. I think. I think. I think my number two and your number ones are the same. Yeah, I think my, my, I'm spoiling mine, but yes, yeah, mine's. That's so my can I talk about my number one, which Go is? On. Go on. And that's number four. Ah, that's nice. my favorite film. That was my number one as well. That's a film that I've watched like twice. Well, it's for a lot of things. Kind of confidence factors. It's obviously great scream original. Did you hear that original? You original know, screen screenplay play. original. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Initiate to the other movies. Um, great acting, great directing, great sound, cinematography, great everything. Great location. I'm trying to learn French for the listeners that are not aware. Um, don't really help, but you know, give it a good go. But I'm I'm also also always quite biased to people who speak different languages when they're acting. I honestly can't believe like I was watching the Born Identity, right? And Damon has to speak in a couple of languages, but his is just what two lines and he sounds really convincing but um sandra hiller here she talks in what three or was it two two languages english and french right that's it yeah and it's in like she's acting in two languages and it's fucking nuts to me and obviously just a really good film you know the things it says the concepts the um what it says about us what it says about the system what it says about um suicide as well why are we so um, quick to not believe, you know, when people commit suicide and mafina, why does it have to be like a, a motive behind things all the time? So there's that as well. I think they've actually brought that up um, when they've been, um, accepted awards. They've kind of brought up the, um, you know, just the importance of like talking about suicide a bit more open. And I think this film was just expertly done um really really enjoyed it um, sort of thing where you know you never check your phone you never check your watch you just watch and enjoy it you know enjoy the ride and funny is i'd even watch this in the pictures just watched in my room here and obviously still was extremely engaged and had a good time so and that's my before favorite film of the year which i guess leads to my number two and both of you's number one. I think, I think Jess had the same number one as you. you both yeah, my number one four. was, yeah, mine was number Was your number four as well? As well. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just loved, like, as you said, it just felt like something, it was like original and the fact that it just felt so real as well. Yeah. And um, you could imagine like events like that happening. Absolutely. And... Also, just the fact that they also just like got to the point straight away. It wasn't just like any dilly daddying in the beginning. It's just like we here's what happened, and here's like the process of what's going on. And it's just like so hard to not want to miss. You can't miss anything in that film. You just have to like sit and continue watching. And it's such a great film as well. I definitely need to rewatch that as well. Yeah, it's and amazing. I feel like with every watch, it's like an investigation. It's like every time you go back to you sort of notice something new kind of new information that you pick up mm. yeah, I wonder if I wonder what I'll pick up the next time I watch it watch it very soon 
But no, it's a good shout actually. I think um I'll go into my number one. Um, which is obviously the Oppen Homies. Number two um, for me here. Yeah, um Jibs is number two. Um I had it number one for three reasons. I think I knew twice it was gonna be my favourite movie of the year with the scene after the Trinity tests and it felt like a horror movie. And everyone's <laughs> just stampeding and it's just killing it in pure horror <laughs> as Oppenheimer looking at everyone going, damn, these guys are cheering <laughs> for a nuclear bomb. <laughs> these white people have gone crazy. What have, I think, what have I created? And I think the scene in which Rami Malek comes in and has, in basketball, a hot hand, what you call a hot hand, mm-hmm. where he has the perfect game he nails shot after shot. Like when he, I kept thinking, he's David Hill, so when is his moment going to happen? Because obviously I studied this in history, so I'm like, oh, but then how is Nolan going to... Because then I remember, I kept thinking, he's probably going to come in the end. But Nolan successfully had him in every scene, just watching <laughs> everything going on. <laughs> and, then he's, and then obviously, like, Strauss is thinking, like, yeah, this is my guy, it's my dog, like, he's going to be on my side. And then he hits him with a haymaker and go like, nah, man, this guy's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's a bitch. He wanted to be like the man with the fedora, but he really wasn't. He won't give it. (laughs) And he literally evascerated him. And I think what I was talking earlier in the episode about someone who was given two people who I think should be highlighted in this movie. Three. Wanna highlight enough. Killy Killy, that's my babes. Phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. Was not even a show performance, but you still felt it was his movie deserves his Oscar when it happens. The three actors who I think were who f- one who free actually there's one who I'm not gonna mention. There's a rapist in sorry, trigger warning. There is a rapist in this movie who was very good in this movie, but we're not gonna talk about him. He's not in the movie in my head. Mr. Affleck's brother. Oh that one. Yeah. Oh. We're not gonna talk about him though. Oh, but that he freaked me out. I got a jump scare when I saw him. I was like, oh he literally was scary. <laughs> he scared me lie. for two reasons. Yeah. But the three actors, I think, Aldrin, ha, Aldrin, you got your justice, baby. This was so low. <laughs> he was, he didn't have a lot of dialogue, but he was so good. It reminded me when he was in Hell Caesar, where he wasn't in it a lot, but you felt Yeah, that was a great it. movie. Great movie. And you felt him. And when he was going toe to toe, toe to toe with RDJ, I was ah! This is why I was but this is why I was fighting the good fight for you. This is why you're an actor. This is why I was fighting for you because he can did do Did you see that. that interview that he did where he was like, you know, it's really good being it's really good being part of this experience, you know. And going on press runs is fun because you don't have to fake that you actually like the film. Because yeah. you actually enjoyed being part you of the experience of making being the film. Part of the experience, exactly. And there's four others actually I can name. I think special shout out to Benny Safdi. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Do more Has acting, he stopped directing now? Has he just gone I've, straight? I've, I think he should keep acting because when he was doing this movie, I was like, hmm, it's okay. Okay, talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he was, in, um, he was in Good Time, wasn't he? With yeah, Robert he was Patterson. in Good Time with Robert. But um, yeah, I think he should really go into it more. Josh Hartnett, I'm enjoying the renaissance for you and you deserve it. Good Lucky man. Lucky them stands, where are we? Good man. Good man. And of course, RDJ was phenomenal. We all know it. But I want to give 
Florence Pugh and um, Jason Clark. I want to give them shouts. Florence Pugh. Clark had, was fucking terrifying as well. Pugh <laughs> had about five, ten minutes, but she was insane in those five. I, I actually forgot it was her. I actually thought I was watching a real little rom-com. <laughs> it wasn't really a rom-com. I was watching a nice little romantic drama in the middle of Oppenheimer. I was enjoying it. I thought Nolan, like, Nolan can dabble into romance if he wants to. And she was phenomenal for her bit in the movie. And then Jason Clark, he was terrifying. When he was screaming and pointing in his face, me, yeah, I was going, that was sick, I, so. I was like, ah! When he put it in his face, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. This is not necessary. Yeah, so backing up. <laughs> That little back off, of course, Tony Goldwyn, ah, Mr. President. Again, there's so many people I can name, but I think the main person I want to shout out is Matt Damon. I think he's not been getting enough credit for what he's done. I actually forgot it was him playing um, Groves. Like, I, he, he became the character to me, which is a sign of him being very, very good. He's very good at this acting gig, man. And yeah. I, I need him it's to get out of this. I need to get him out of this mini retirement. Please stop. There's a, I don't know, man. There's always a, I don't know, Matt Damon against Leo. Is that, is that a debate? That's it another did, podcast, isn't it? But it did, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, it, I feel like, I feel like it's a lot closer than people think. It's so to. much closer than don't people do a think. Five for five, ten for ten, Leo well, versus. You know, we could be, you know what? And Matt Damon <laughs> will forever have Goodwill Hunting. How I watched that, that recently for the first repertoire? time and that was No, because can we actually talk about it? Ben Affleck <laughs> and Matt Damon were how old when they did that? I don't think uh, we talk about this enough. In their 21? 20s and they produced that. Can yeah. we actually talk about it? Like, we actually, we'll do an episode about it. But those two are phenomenally talented men. Especially Matt Damon. Matt Damon was so good in this movie. I forgot it was Matt Damon. Honestly, yeah. Literally, yeah, man. He's like, He's just one of those people that like he does his he job. Loves his job, you know. Do you know what he him and Killian are quite similar in the sense of they're so good and I keep like they just do their job and they go home. <laughs> yep. Do you know what I mean? And I rate that and obviously Killian, there's not enough words that have been said about your performance. And honestly, there is no one more deserving of this moment than he is he's been the way he was doing fucking peaky blinders for 10 years one no nominated for no BAFTAs you see this British people they hate the Irish I'm telling you um <laughs> <laughs> well didn't did it didn't Saltburn win or something or was it nominated it was nominated but do you think they'll win when Killian even won I was like wow you yeah you, I was gonna say I mean nominated is far, far fine enough win. that from no <laughs> No, I mean Saltburn, <laughs> I think. No, 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 no. They, that was not because of Barry. Is. That was because of Emeralds. Let's be serious. Okay, I thought, I thought Barry got nominated as let's well. Be, let's be, he was nominated, but it was for Emeralds. Let's be guided here. <laughs> because Emerald did it. But um, he, there's no one more deserving than, of this moment he's getting than him. I, I honestly, I know he hates every minute of it. <laughs> he's like, He's like the guy who loves his job, but someone said he loves his job, but hate the corporate um, staff dues and everything. And it's true. He he gives off it that vibe. Like that. He just hates every minute of it. But he's phenomenally talented. I know he's gonna hide away in a cave after this press run. <laughs> yeah, he lives here, doesn't he? Well, yeah. no, I mean, he lives, lives in Ireland. Ireland, he lives doesn't in he? Ireland, yeah. So he, I know he hates every minute of it, but honestly, he he deserves it. I honestly, guys, please, I implore you, if you've never watched Twenty Eight Days Later, please, great film. Watch 28 Days Later. 
If you know what Almost Sunshine, please watch it. You know, he's a very, very talented actor. And I think I always like That's the guy who did Devs, isn't it? Um, I've forgotten his name. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Because I Uh, think there's there's always something Did you do Ex Machina as well? Yeah, no. No, I think that was Oscar Isaac that did Ex Machina. No, the director. Danny um, Boyle? No, that's not him. No, no, Danny Boyle did 20... I'm, I'm on about Alex Garland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he wrote um, 28 Days Days Later. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Yeah. he wrote it. But there's something very nice about someone. It's the same thing I had with Michelle when she won it the Oscar last year. The same feeling I will have when my sister Amy Adams win hers. But there's something really nice (laughs) about someone who you've been rooting for and who's not really in the Hollywood game too much wins. There's something quite nice about it. He's just a working class lad from Cork, you know. We love that for him. But yeah, just and Christopher chilling, Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Honestly, I don't know how you're gonna top this. I said this after yeah. Inception. I said oh. this. I said this <laughs> after, I've, after Inception. I said I don't know how you're gonna twist my mind like this. This is this is it. This is cinema. I, I actually thought after Inception, I, I, this is cinema. <laughs> that yeah, it. I mean, it's worth mentioning. You've mentioned Inception. I've. I mean, I'm quite tenant as well. I'm a tenant babe as well. Uh, Love that. I movie. mean, I'm quite not lukewarm, but I'm quite lukewarm in reception and um, inception. The more times I watch it, but what I would say is in that film they had a lot of incredible sets. Like, remember that turning um, hallway with um, God. Um, J- what's his name? Gordon Levitt. Um... Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, 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 him. But like, if we're talking about we're talking about sets here. Remember the Trinity test in uh, Oppenheimer? Oh my! Yeah, God. Oppenheimer is number, t- number, t- number two, by the way. That was that was incredible. Phenomenal. Like he is so like so you know when something's so good, I feel like we don't acknowledge how good he is anymore. He's so good at his job. Yeah. Like he can if he's just he, a standard. He's just he's not even a standard. He, I I don't know how to describe Christopher Nolan anymore. But he's an auteur, man. W- whatever they're paying him, it's not enough, man. That Trinity <laughs> test scene, and can you hear the music? Jesus, Ludwig, Ludwig, yeah, man. I don't know how you're gonna top that one. That one, we have to let it be, let gods, <laughs> because he's, 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 he's never topping that. He could do whatever he wants in his life, he's not topping. Can you hear the music? When I first heard that, as when he's like, Robert, can you hear the music? and the violins start going. Yo, you know what? I need to watch this movie again. That was a very good movie. Yeah, that was quite enjoyable. That was, that was what cinema is. That's that was the experience of going to the going to the pictures. To that cinema, was exactly that's what it's I mean, made for. Yeah, for I know he would like probably that. say, Chris Renault would probably say, "Don't mind, can watch it any way you want. Watching your phone, watch your laptop." He's a very easy guy. But it's made I, by yeah, IMAX. I've never seen him. Who I've never seen wear a t-shirt in my life. A guy's always in a suit or in a jacket or something. And, but <laughs> I think this is one of those films where, especially especially the Trinity Test, where... You need to see IMAX. You had to see it on a big fucking screen. Yes. And you know what I loved about this press run is that I feel like people have this preconceived notion of what Christopher Nolan is. And I can't think he can't be that because his brother is Jonathan and Jonathan's a cool guy. So I kept thinking he, he can't be... like. He seems like a pretty easygoing guy whenever I've seen him being interviewed. And I'm happy that he's used this press run to tell everyone, like, stop calling me the things you think I am. I like Fast <laughs> and Furious. I like MCU. I just like good movies. If something makes me feel good, I like it. And you know what? I rate it, man. And obviously, I didn't just talk about Emily Blunt. 
sister of my heart. That scene in the interrogation, that mm. was your that's your Oscar. See, that's gonna be her little Oscar. You know they did a little thing in the Oscars. That's gonna be her one. And it'll be deserved. <laughs> and it'll be deserved. It'll be deserved. I was I actually thought he was gonna get away. I even know I know what's gonna happen, but I can't think, oh maybe he's gonna get away with it. <laughs> she answered the question. But uh, we've been here long enough. Jibs, what has the points shown us, Mr. Excel? Right, okay. I'm tallying it up, tallying it up. Well, Microsoft Excel is doing its automatic calculations and I think the aggregate what came out in number one was Anatomy of a Fall. Nice. With 14 points. Ooh. Ooh. Then tied in second place, Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Then okay. Tied We've done a coin toss for second place. Tied in First fourth step. place were Zone of Interest and Gardens of the Galaxy. Nice. Then we had Mission Impossible. Well, tied again in what's this? <laughs> seventh place, I think. <laughs> I think it's um Mission Impossible um and All of Us Strangers. Then the bottom kind of bottoms out with past lives, Barbie and Roy Lane. Nice. Um, yeah, I think Poor Things, Holders, Asteroid City, John Wick, No Hard Feelings, Bottoms, Bottoms. That's the film <laughs> of um, what's her face? Um, oh, with Io. Yeah, Io I love that movie. What's the other girl? And um. Rachel Sennett. Rachel Sennett, yeah. Yeah. Quite quite weird Quirky film. Quirky about lesbians. I loved it. About the <laughs> lesbians, which is, yeah, what I want to watch. Loved, but yeah, loved that's, it. That got no um, points as well. So, I mean, just looking at this list right now, I've probably missed out a lot of films. It's just a really good year for movies, man. And long shall it continue because we've got Dune coming out in what, three days? Hey! you know what like guys let me let me just before we go right every year my birthday which is next saturday for those who want to wish me happy birthday it's the 9th of march um a movie that i love comes out around that time 2022 was the batman <laughs> you know, i had a good time last year i think it was john wick i think mm -hmm. and then this year they did it for me actually when the year before that it was june this year they did it for me it's June part two. And you know what? I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. Fried Royce. Yeah, I'm going to watch it on Friday. I'm going to watch it on Friday. I'm going to be excited. And I am can't wait. I can't wait to see what people are, what they're missing out on. And please, guys, if watch it. Because I'll spot, if you follow me on Twitter, I don't care. I'm going to be talking, 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 talking about mm -hmm. this movie. I'll give you guys 24 hours. That review is going to be like two hours long. <laughs> no, it has to be two hours long. Do you know how many things are going to happen? <laughs> you, can't do that in, you can't do that one in an hour. I'm sorry. Actually, no, you could condense it. It just means we're going to have to talk about big, big, the big themes. Because they're going to be... Yeah. And some of the big themes link to a lot of what's happening today, politics-wise. So... But... Exciting. Very exciting. But guys, we thank you so much for listening to us ramble on. And let us know whether we'll probably put a tweet of a poll of our top five. Let us know if you agree. If you've got other shouts, I know people who love bottoms or if you love no hard feelings or 
um, Gardens, any of the other films, just let us know. I don't mind a good debate. Maybe we've not put a film that you love and we've not even mentioned it. Let us know. And maybe there's international films we've not watched. There's been plenty of Bollywood films that come out, Italian yeah, films, I was French say, films. Probably international films didn't really get the get the love. I think only we have Anatomy yeah. before there, and that's European. But if you know mm. any films that have come out that you would let us know. Past lives as well. Is that past lives, yeah. Maybe but yeah. Like, that's half and half. That's yeah. So if you've got any f- international films, let us know. Talk to us about it and we'll definitely watch it. I'm always open for an international film. Um but again, thank you so much. This has been Cinema. With me, Priscilla. And me, Jess. And me, Chips. And we shall see you later. Bye. Bye. Bientôt.